You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Your community pharmacy business is more important than you realize. Your employees rely on you. Your patients and customers rely on you. Your community relies on your pharmacy to provide healthcare services they trust because your reputation in the community has stood the test of time. In making a decision, it is important to consider not only your business's current needs, but its potential future aspirations. That's especially true as you consider how you plan to invest in your business over the next few years. Before you start shopping around for a financial partner, consider why you need one in the first place. Are you looking for specialized services such as investment help or a small business loan? Do you understand the amount of monthly cash flow you need? Has your pharmacy business even started yet? Choosing a lender who understands the business of pharmacy is crucial to selecting a true partner for your capital and financial needs. Contact First Financial Bank today and discover a totally different kind of bank who's ready to work with you to help your pharmacy thrive. First Financial's lending team is made up of pharmacists, pharmacy owners, and has a combined 75 years of experience in pharmacy. First Financial Bank. We understand the business of pharmacy. Find out more at ffb1.com. This is the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Future Leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists. As Pharmacy Future Leaders, we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy. We will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concern as we apply our knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients. And now, here are your hosts and Pharmacy Future Leaders. This is Pharmacy Future Leaders on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. My name is Joanne Pio, and I will be your host for today's show with our lovely guest, Samara Chenier, a second-year student pharmacist at Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Welcome, Samara. Thank you so much. I'm so eager to to basically express my passion for pharmacy and really showing others about, you know, the different broads of pharmacy, what you can do. So I'm so happy to be a part of this. And yeah, so... (laughs) Well, we're happy to have you. So <laughs> what made you decide to be a pharmacist? Um, what made me be decided to be a pharmacist was really it all started with my grandfather. Um, when I was younger at the time, I used to always play, you know, with his vials, well, his pills, not necessarily like playing with it, but, you know, just shaking the bottles and just, you know, making fun out of that. So then I seen that my mom, because she's a nurse, so she was able to, you know, give give him the prescription, what he needed on a regular basis. So I just found it fascinating that, oh, my gosh, like, and I was really interested in the fact of how do they make that pill? Like, where does it come from? So I really kind of did a lot of studying probably like in middle school about, you know, what what can you do to, you know, go into pharmaceuticals? I didn't really know about pharmacy. 
And then it was crazy because at first I wanted to be a dermatologist. But then um, my friend told me about farm, like being a pharmacist. And she was like, yeah, all they do, you know, they can make the pills and stuff. And I was like, are you serious? And so like freshman year of high school, that's just what I stuck with, with just being the pharmacist and not just now I'm in the pharmacy program. So it's, you know, manifesting into me, you know, one day becoming a full registered pharmacist. So that's basically my story. Yes. And a well-rounded and innovative pharmacist, because not only Mm -hmm. are you interested in compounding, you're also interested Mm -hmm. in veterinary pharmacy. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing to me because I've never heard of another, a student say that to me before. And I'm, to be quite honest, I'm not even familiar with this. So you will be teaching all about it today. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. So um, pretty much about veterinary and pharmacy, um, I came about it probably my first semester of pharmacy school. So we were um, just talking about like the different aspects of pharmacy. Um, I thought basically pharmacy was really about retail, but knowing that you can do pharmacy, I mean, government, hospitals, compounding. I mean, we have such a huge, like, expand of different, you know, jobs that we can get into and not just stick with the original retail. So basically, my professor, he kind of said, you know, guys, um, not saying that the jobs are saturated or anything, but he was just saying, you know, try to look into something that is different. And so I looked and then I always thought about, man, um, I wonder what it's like to compound for an animal because I remember I have a dog of my own and I took my dog to the vet and my vet actually prescribed my dog Benadryl. And I was like, what? Like, you know, we take Benadryl as humans. So I'm like, are you serious? So I just kind of got into that motive and I was like, wow, like, I mean, can we as pharmacists deal, you know, deal with the vets? And so I looked into more research and it's, and it's actually starting to rise, like veterinary pharmacy is starting to be a, a big trend now. Um, a lot of people are really taking their animals to the vet. So I've seen that, you know, years from now, veterinary pharmacy is going to be a very big platform for a lot of pharmacists who are passionate about animals. You know, maybe they didn't go to, uh, maybe they didn't go to veterinarian school or, you know, couldn't afford it, but you know, just going to pharmacy school, even though it's probably the same way, but I mean, you can still have a big impact on an animal's life. And so really, um, oh yeah, so with veterinary pharmacy, it's really, it's really about if you really are passionate about animals. So this wouldn't be something if you don't like dogs or, you know, things like that. But what's, what's a good pro for it is that you don't have to be around the animals. So you can basically have your own compounding facility and basically uh, make all these compounding formulations for these animals, but you don't have to see them. So that's another pro to it. So if you don't like animals like that, you can still go into the um, aspect and just, you know, make the the formulas or do whatever the case may be. But pretty much I'm um, going into the compounding route of veterinary pharmacy. Uh, you can do retail pharmacy, which, you know, just filling the prescription and things like that. But I actually want to form, you know, suppositories, actually make, you know, foam cleansers, things like that to um, help animals such as like horses, I mean, cows, like exotic animals. Like I'm really into, you know, every different type of animal, not just, you know, our regular dogs and cats and birds. 
So um, this summer I was able to go to PCCA and that's a compounding um, facility. And it's a very good program because I'm not sure, are you familiar with PCCA? I'm not, unfortunately. Okay, well, pretty much PCCA, um, it's like a compounding facility. And if you're interested in compounding, they basically teach you how to make a suppository, chapsticks, lollipops. I mean, ex I mean, you can think of anything that you want to make of this in the pharmaceutical aspect, you can make it. And so pretty much they had another program where they had veterinarian pharmacy. And so they literally make and help you make you know, little things like treats. You know, norm normally with animals, especially dogs, when we give them medication, they know that, you know, it's nasty. So we have to kind of uh, supplement it with a treat so they can, so we can kind of disguise it so they can take the medicine for them to, you know, just get better on whatever disease or sickness they may have. But pretty much with this, with this um, company, PCCA, it's really like, if you're really passionate about veterinary pharmacy, you will love this, um, this course. They basically give you 10 hours of actually understanding each animal. So they go into like horses and cows and, you know, with animals, we may think as humans, it's different. I mean, it's easier for us to kind of take medicine, but with animals it's really not because what if that, you know, tiger or what if that dog can't take it by a mouth? So you will have to think of, okay, maybe, you know, next alternative will be a, a suppository, which you will have to insert it, you know, regularly. So it's a lot of things that you have to kind of um, think about whenever you're going into veterinary pharmacy, because it's just not a regular patient as, you know, as us. And then on top of that, they have, especially a, a cow, they have three different stomachs. So you have to realize like, wow, okay, so this, you know, he may have constipation, but you know, what part of the stomach do you have to have that pill or, you know, whatever drug that you make go directly to that specific stomach. So going into veterinarian pharmacy is very important that you, you know, start doing it now because as soon as you get out and, you know, finish your state boards and things like that, it's going to be a little bit challenging for you to, um, to understand like animals and, you know, what, what their basically their organs are because you know i know when we get out of pharmacy school or anybody who's in pharmacy school i know the first thing they're looking for is either a residency and or a job so if you really want you know veterinary pharmacy you really have to take the courses that they have and i know pcca is really tremendous i just took one of their basic courses um because you have to a part of their program but next summer i'm actually going to be taking the veterinarian course so right now I'm just studying up on like different animals and, you know, just understanding their background because, I mean, that's important because at the end of the day, it may be an animal, but you're probably going to be, you know, feeling for that animal, you know. So that's why, I mean, veterinary pharmacy is really my passion right now. And I think that's that's pretty much what I have for um, for like the background of what I know. But as I keep getting into more information and stuff, I always, you know, post it on my social medias and things like that. Because I know a lot of students, they really don't know about veterinary pharmacy. And they're like, huh, is that real? And it's, it is real. Because <laughs> it's like, at the end of the day, whenever the vet does prescribe that animal, 
a drug, where does it come from? And especially if you're in pharmacy school, it comes from you. It's coming from the pharmacist. So you just have to think, you know, broad about where does all these different, you know, prescriptions come from whenever, you know, your dog or cat is being prescribed with. And 10 times out of 10 is usually Benadryl or something that we know about. So that's pretty much. Yeah. I I just love your passion about this field of pharmacy. I just Mm -hmm. love your passion that you went online and figured out how to um, maneuver into this field. But if Mm -hmm. we're being very honest, you know, I just graduated and I know Mm -hmm. some of my peers, you know, they don't know Mm -hmm. about these opportunities. Right. We learn, we learn about, you know, like you said, retail or hospital pharmacy mm-hmm. or doing a residency after um, mm-hmm. school. But with mm-hmm. the way the career climate is going, like recently, there's a popular chain of pharmacy that just is planning to close 200 stores. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. You know, there are um, hospital pharmacists that are being let go. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important for myself and for all pharmacy students to know about the different Mm -hmm. pathways. So Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, you have a fourth year pharmacy student doing APPE Mm -hmm. rotations right now. They can't Mm -hmm. go to PCCA because it's a little too late. How do you, what would you recommend for them to do if they wanted to um, just break into a new career field? Because you don't have any teachers telling you about it. You don't know anybody who's doing it. Right, yeah. So how do you Mm -hmm. break into that? So really, um, I was actually thinking about that like yesterday, but for someone who's not able to go to PCCA uh, facility, because it is located in Houston, but um, they are able to come to your school if you do um, requests for your deans to reach out to them. But if you don't have the ability to get there or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, but pretty much I would suggest you to, get um, either a rotation site at, you know, a veterinarian pharmacy. There's one located in Houston if you are out of state, because I know some pharmacy schools, they allow you to do your APPE rotations in, you know, a different state or, you know, out of out of the country, because I know some students actually went to Dubai for their, their rotations. So pretty much with um, with this one, I would say, find a veterinarian pharmacy. There's one in Houston, it's called BCP Veterinarian, uh, Veterinary, and she is amazing. She literally has the um, ability to basically make all these different compound formulations for exotic animals. And her, her patients wise are, you know, New York State Zoo, Miami, Miami Zoo, I mean, San Diego. I mean, you can think of any type of zoo she is basically, you know, that's her patient. And so it's very popular. I mean, honestly, with my um, uncle, he also has, you know, a friend that's also a pharmacist and she's a compounding pharmacist as well, but she specifically compounds for um, horses. And she has her pharmacy right next to the horse, you know, the racetrack, and that's in Dallas. So, you know, it's just about really researching and seeing if one pharmacy may just specialize in veterinarian because honestly a lot of people doesn't see veterinarian pharmacy on your resume or your cv so if a company sees that especially if you're going in the route of compounding i mean they will hire you immediately because not only do you know about the humans aspect 
you know a little bit about you know animals and just with you know animals evolving i mean there's laws to where if you hit your dog you're going to jail so pretty much an animal is almost having the rights of a human so i mean to me i feel like it's important to understand our animals you know disease state and things like that to help cure them because a lot of times people don't even have kids but they have their dogs and they treat their dogs as their own so you know you just have to um really think outside the box like whatever profession whether it's pharmacy whether it's you know being a doctor you have to think outside of the box you have to because yes we always are going to need pharmaceutics you know drugs and things like that but um you know jobs may not need that many pharmacists jobs may not need that regular retail pharmacist so you really have to see what else is there outside of you know retail hospital government whatever the case may be because you know at this point the world is evolving things are changing just like what you said 200 stores are i mean closing down so you know you really have to go out there you may be scared and you may say man this may not you know be right go for it like go you just never know and just for veterinary pharmacy for one just like you say you never heard of it that's a good thing you never you never want to be a part of something that is very popular you want to be with something that is like you know like very late like low low i wouldn't say low down but just laying low and then all of a sudden as it's like picking up you're a part of it already so now you're invo you're evolving with that trend instead of being a part of a trend that's already bloomed you know so that's how i look at you know pharmacy and trying to see the different aspects of what we can get into and just by research i also see you can do um investigational pharmacy so you can actually work with the people like fbis and, and i didn't know about that you can work i mean some people may not want to work with that you know area but you know there's a lot of stuff that we can do and you know you just have to really just do the work and put in you know the research and the studies into it because sometimes us as students we just focus too closely on the grades like oh my gosh i have to make a 4.0 oh my gosh i have to make an a in this class but if you're going for that residency if you're going for that certain job they want to see if you're actually doing something outside of class, if you're actually being a leader, if you're actually doing something different amongst your peers, because if you're not doing either one of those things, it's going to be hard to kind of determine, you know, what type of um, pharmacist you will be, you know? So it's important that, yes, it's important that you get your studies in and understand what your professors are saying, but it's also important that you actually get outside of the studies and you know really experience leadership i mean get a leadership role do something that will basically stick stick you out farther than you know amongst your peers really to get the job or the residency that you desire so i would say overall if you're very interested in veterinary pharmacy you know look for compounding facilities or get a part of um veterinary courses i know that at my school they um well it's not at my school but i believe it's university of florida uf and they have a veterinarian program like a course and you can just basically take it it is you know money you have to pay for it but i feel like it's worth it because you're investing into your career so 
Um, they literally break down everything that you can think of about each animal and about animals' aspects of life. So just, you know, look into different courses, whether it's online, whether it's in person. And, you know, that's, that's my advice for the people who may not be able to go to PCCA. And that's a wise advice because, you know, mm-hmm. with, there's a bunch of pharmacy schools in the United States. Mm-hmm. There's over mm-hmm. 5,000 graduates each year mm-hmm. um, from the last statistic that I looked at. Mm-hmm. So we all can't go and have a hospital pharmacy job. We can't all go right. into a community pharmacy. That's just the truth right. of it. Are we all amazing and talented? Yes. But we can't mm-hmm. just all do the same things. We all come in different shapes and sizes. We're all different. Mm-hmm. And we have to tap right. into our passion and our talent and capitalize on that. So one thing that I love that from your story as I was listening to you, the first thing you did in terms of finding your dream career, you first looked at what is your passion, which was animals. You loved animals. So that's number one, find your passion. Then number Mm -hmm. two, incorporate your passion into your career, not incorporate um, your career into the the passion. Find your passion and then make your career fit into your passion. And I noticed that a lot of pharmacy students, including myself or um, other pharmacists, would they will take their career and try to make a passion out of it. It doesn't work that way. You get burned out mm-hmm. and you don't want to work. And then after you figure out a way to incorporate your passion into your career, dif- differentiate yourself in that. Mm-hmm. Loved animals. Okay, let me put animals into my career, um, which is pharmacy. And after I put mm-hmm. animals at the pharmacy, let me differentiate myself. Let me figure out how to compound not, eat, not only human medications, but also animal um, medications. Let me start studying on the different body parts of the animals. I learned a fun mm-hmm. fact from you today. A cow has three <laughs> stomachs. You never know in life when I'm going to need that. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then invest in yourself. A look at mm-hmm. the different opportunities, um, such as joining um, networks, such as the American Pharmacists mm-hmm. Association, or doing these right. courses to develop mm-hmm. your passion. Because mm-hmm. if it's really your passion, it won't feel like it's extra work. It will feel like you're mm-hmm. doing something that you love. And then right. one thing that I found as I was doing research for this show is that they actually have um, organizations for veterinary pharmacists. Mm-hmm. And I found two of them. I know you're um, a member of one. I found, mm-hmm. um, and I apologize if there's others. So if you guys are listening to this, just send it out to us. Um, so the two that I found was American College Veterinary Pharmacist, or ACVP for short, and then the Society of Veterinary Hospital Pharmacists, SVHP. So they have veterinary because there's veter- there's a hospital for animals and they need mm-hmm. a pharmacist on staff compounding those medications. And mm-hmm. then, you, you know, and I'm, I was just thinking as you were talking, you know, it would be a great business idea if you started your own pharmacy just for animals. Like, yeah, they're, they're, that's crazy. 
Yeah, because there's people who sell just dog clothes, animal clothes. So why <laughs> <Yeah>. not? <laughs> right. Yeah, hey. that's crazy that you said that because I actually am building towards that. Um, I actually want to have my own compounding specialty that's for humans and, you know, animals. And basically, I, actually, I mean, probably throughout the years that I'm a pharmacist, I probably will go into herbal medicine. But as of now, I see my, you know, business being a compounding specialty for both because, I mean, animals, they're basically having the privilege almost like a human. So we really have to incorporate them into our life and especially in the medicine world. So that's crazy that you just said that. (laughs) Yeah. So we speak it into existence for you. We're watching Mm -hmm. out for you, our pharmacy future leader. And then Mm -hmm. um, there's even postgraduate opportunities for pharmacy Mm -hmm. students who want to be a veterinary pharmacist. So for instance, like if, you know, you don't have the let's say for instance, you don't have a school that's teaching you about these unique opportunities and mm-hmm. you, you just listen to the show and you're just amazed by this pharmacy future leader. There are mm-hmm. postgraduate opportunities where you could get training on how to be a veterinary pharmacist. Right. So mm-hmm. there, the, there are things out there, but you have to go and look for it. Mm-hmm. Just like Joanne said, um, you have to basically stick out. Everybody cannot, you know, be a pharmacist and work in retail, work in Walgreens, work, you know, at hospital. I mean, we don't need that many pharmacists in one hospital. So you really have to think outside the box and really see, you know, what you're really passionate about. Yeah, we're passionate about making drugs and not even probably making drugs, filling prescriptions and, you know, giving it out to our patients and understanding their well-being. But you know, what else do you find passionate about? You have to see, you know, something else that may like push you to the limits. And, you know, you may not look at it as like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. You're probably going like, oh my gosh, I love what I'm doing. I love what I'm searching about. This is what I really want to do when I get out of school. So it's important that you build your platform and build your plan now as you're, you know, P1, P2. So by the time P4 comes, the only thing you have to worry about is passing your boards. You know what I mean? Passing the law board, whatever you, whatever state that you want to practice in. I mean, just pass those. So then whenever you're finished, it'll just be a breeze instead of like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to pass this state board. Yes, I'm going to pass my law, but I don't even know where I'm going to work at. I don't even know what residency is going to get me. You want to build your platform as early as possible. Like never listen to anyone who tells you, hey, you know, you're, you are a P1 student. It's still early. You don't need business cards. Like it's still early. No, time literally clicks. And to me, pharmacy school, you really have three years, like P1 to P3 year. That's really like three years. That's you're putting your time and efforts into the school. Your fourth year, I feel like that right there, it doesn't really count to, you know, the three years because you're basically out on your rotations and they're actually, you know, your school is actually giving you the options of what do you look, what do you find interesting that you may want to work in after you finish pharmacy school. So if you don't know a clue about what you really want to do, it's going to be hard for you to choose those different options. So it's important that, you know, once you start into pharmacy school, you really, you know, just look into different options and what you may want to see. 
So it's never too early to get into anything and never, you know, listen to anyone who says, yeah, it's too early for you. Or, you know, you're still young, like just calm down. Never take it as that because, you know, you just want to keep going and just look at different, I mean, just look at many different options that you have possible for you. So again, I cannot tell you how thankful I am that you took the time to come on our show. Um, you, I'm astounded. So um, thank you so much. Um, and thank you. And then to our amazing listeners, I know you don't want me to end this show right now, but I have <laughs> to. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so please remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pharmacy Future Leaders and on Twitter at Leaders Pharmacy for more fun tips, advice, and updates on the show. As always, this is Pharmacy Future Leaders. The mission of the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast is to support all pharmacy students by providing advice, direction, stories, and sharing with each other. Be sure to use the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders on all social media. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Please send us an email if you're interested in being on the show. Send your message to pharmacyfutureleaders at gmail.com. Just remember, never give up, stay positive, eat healthy, get your sleep, and know why you wanted to be a pharmacist from the beginning to help others live healthier lives. We are Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.